Bueller. Bueller. Terry Wilson gonna throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We fans. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. February 10th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Call. Nobody move. We were having some technical difficulties as we were coming on the air, but everything seems okay right now, Roush. I hate that scratching sound. Yeah, nobody likes it. Yeah, it's... I, I have no idea why it does that. It has something to do with my headset plugged into this board. Really? Yeah, because only, it only started happening two or three days ago. Well, maybe don't do what you were doing. Yeah. Cut it out, Scoots. Yeah, I've got to look into it. It sounds horrible. Yeah, we, oh, could, we could hardly hear some of the intro, but... Hey, it's working Everything's now, working now, yeah. That's all that matters. Is when the bright lights come on, we're ready to provide a show for you. We'll do that today. That's Justin Kalen, Nick Roush here. I'm TJ Walker. We appreciate you listening. Send some texts into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thursday, always the slowest day on the Thornton's text line. Maybe the reason why is you need to get into the Thornton's yourself. Wake yourself up. Get yourself some donuts, some coffee, and that'll give you the fuel needed to text in to the Thornton's text line. Roush, almost a disaster start to the morning. At the Walker household. Oh, wow. Chaos? You could say that. Just a whole whirlwind of emotions. Um, We've had situations like this before. Last time it involved your dog pooping everywhere. I don't Uh, know if that was last time, but that's been one of the times. Yeah, that was a big time. Is it the daughter pooping everywhere this time? (laughs) No, not not so much. Mm. So I get up. And I let the dog out. I turn off what lights we have on outside. I turn on the lights that we need on inside. Just uh, every, I think every household has the, the light person. I'm the light person at our house. And turning off the outside lights and had already let the dog out. Let the dog out. Go to turn off the front of the house outside lights. And it, the outside just reeks of skunk. Unfortunately, a smell that I'm very oh, familiar no. with. And I'm like, well... It's got to be the dog. Just let the dog out the backyard. Now I'm in the front yard turning off some lights, and the dog had to be sprayed. Because this, if you know skunk smell, once you smell it, you know it every other time you smell it. This was skunk smell, and it was very pungent. And go to the backyard, reeks like skunk in the backyard, call the dog. Dog himself doesn't 
I, I can't tell if the dog smells like skunk or it's just the outside air. Uh-huh. So I'm risking this. And I said, all right, dog, you got to come inside. I'll smell you real good in here. Oh, no. And we'll figure out if you've been sprayed or if this is just by some miracle, the skunk has sprayed something else, missed you, whatever it may be. Let's get you inside, which is really risky because if he has been sprayed, then the whole inside, then the stinks, whole inside yeah. is. I let him no. in, and I, my heart has sank. He was not sprayed. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I'd be doing the show from home today, and probably late from home today if he was sprayed, because I would have had to put him in the garage, washed him down, mm-hmm. gone through the old rigmarole. Man. Would have been would have been just an absolute nightmare. So to the neighbors of Linden. The skunks are on the prowl again. This is around last time. This is it was around this time last year that they were. Maybe this is like mating season. It is February. Fe- February is mating season for skunks. I yes. know it is for coyotes. Yes, for t- skunks. and geese too. You, you'll you'll see a lot of skunks on the dead on the road in February due to that reason as well. Well, I'm out on them. I'm not a fan. Now I need to be more. Now I'm gonna have to get my stupid little flashlight out every time I let the dog out in the backyard, as if that's gonna do anything. <sighs> But 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 it wasn't the worst case scenario. They correct, correct. Some some other stupid dog in the neighborhood got sprayed, Roush. Or they tried to spray Abe, they missed. He dodged them, was too elusive. I don't know, whatever it was. But <laughs> He's an athlete. Boy, that smell, it just like the instant you smell it, it's it smells like you're with Trevor. It's like, okay, well now I've got forty <laughs> it really does. <laughs> now I've got the next forty five minutes cleaning this off my pet and then to realize it wasn't. My dog that got sprayed. It's a good feeling, Roush. I feel like I'm I could I can do anything today. I would say I'm surprised there's such a proliferation of skunks in Lennytown, but when you have neighbors just feeding the skunks. That doesn't help. Yeah, when you have a neighbor that basically raises skunks as a hobby, not an ideal situation to get them out of the neighborhood. They say Linden is the Kind of the, the the Garden of Eden of Louisville. Oh, is that is that what they say? They, they've been I didn't saying know that. they've been saying that for years because you get all sorts of wildlife. You get eagles, you get skunks, you get mm-hmm. coyotes. Uh, I have just far too many geese and ducks in my backyard. Anybody yep, feel free to true. do anything with those cranes? Uh, cranes, yeah. We got Horatio the crane. A lot of squirrels and rabbits as well. So the Garden of Eden of Louisville, also known AKA as Linden. I, uh, I've noticed a, a change in wildlife from house to house, even though I've only gone, you know, a mile and a half down the road from where I previously lived. Now my backyard, it, it used to have, uh, the old house, it was five, six foot privacy fence, whatever your typical height of a privacy fence is. And we had a little, it wasn't a ditch, but it was, uh, like a six, eight foot kind of drainage. Just it, stuff was wild back there. Between me and the houses, it was it was just free for all. I would throw the dogs poop over there. That was the <laughs> nice part about it. Just put all the dogs poop behind the fence. Um, but we got a lot of possums and stuff like that. Oh yeah, possums. A for lot sure. of possums. Um, you know, just your your typical raccoons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yep. Had little, one in little the trash in the pandas. Roof. Yeah, that in, in the attic that one time. That was something. Um, and we had a lot of stink bugs at our house. The new house, we don't have that area. Stink bugs. Behind, like we have an alley behind our house and like a bright light, so we don't get as much. But there's a lot more bunny rabbits. Probably got like four bunny rabbits living in the front of the house, 
and ladybugs in for stink bugs. So suck it, stink bugs. Get the hell out of here. Wow, ladybugs much cuter than stink oh, bugs. And Duke's a big fan. He although he was freaked out the other day because he had only seen them before, just like stationary on a wall. You don't know if they're dead or not. Mm-hmm. Just like oh, ladybug. Well, the other day there was one on the floor and it was flying around. And man, he was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> Uh, I, I I put it in my hand and he was just like no dad no <laughs> he was he was a little freaked out by that but uh, big lady ladybugs much better than stink bugs yeah stink bugs over the last since they've just all of a sudden become a thing in Louisville over the last five years not a welcome addition to our lovely town yeah get them out of here get the, them out of here see them everywhere too which reminded me too uh, did I ever tell you all about my bat box saga I don't think so. So, and by I, you know, we're going to be talking probably a lot about ourselves today for what it's worth. I've got a few <laughs> questions. Just uh, I've mm-hmm. got a I got a gambling predicament I want to ask you oh, all about. I do too. Great, did great gambling. And Thursdays are generally sometimes our slower shows. Cats played on Tuesday. They don't play again until Saturday. So this is the halftime midway point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we 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 this is good. This is good. No, tell me all about the bat box. So this is like bird box. Y- yes, um, <laughs> you walk around with blindfolded. Man, that movie was big for like a month. It's crazy how Netflix just like they can kind of capture. We're gonna folks. get po- we're gonna yeah. get popular for a month and it's gonna be over. But um, <clears throat> my wife very she like mosquitoes flock to her. So I, I I didn't like spraying the yard all the time, and I didn't think it worked that well either. So it was like you know what? One way that I've heard is a natural way to do it is you hang up a bat box, which it's a home for bats that you attach to your house. Um, the concept is, I mean, it's not so different than a, like a bird feeder. You, you put it up, more of them come. So if you have bats hanging out in this, I don't know, maybe like two foot by 18 inch. Yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're not as big as you, you may be picturing. They're small. They, you, you want them all snug in there. Yes, yes. And you stick Spread it on the side of your house germs. in a warm place, high up in the air. And at night they cut them out and eat eat your mosquitoes. That that's the that's the concept behind it. Um, I mentioned this to my wife at our old house. Or they potentially turn into humans and bite your neck and suck your blood. It, it, that's that's the alternative. <laughs> it's and, one or the other. And my wife, when I mentioned this, she was very open to it until the bat box arrived at our house, and she was like, "I don't know. They might get in our house. They'll poop everywhere." I'm like, but no. Like that's the point is. They have a house. Why would they need to go into another house? Like, we're giving them a house. I understand her concerns. She may see that bat box and say, this this could maybe hold the 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 bat smiths, but if you get another family in here, yeah. they're going to say, we want to live close to the smiths, but we'll just move into this nice old house here. It's a little bit warmer and in there. It, it is. More space to really spread mm-hmm. our wings and, again, turn into humans and suck the blood of people exactly. in, the West, in, the, in the south end. That's what we Seem, do. Seems like a little too much Jumanji. But wait till The Rock comes into the story. <laughs> now, I did. So, I lost that battle at the old house. Uh, no bat box. No bat box. But we're at the new house now. And there's a better place for it at the new house. And and plus, you already had the raccoons in the attic at the old place. You didn't want to mix bats right. and raccoons again. No. You throw in a pangolin or something like that. And, and, and what knows what kind of pandemic and you're mice starting. too. Like, I mean, you know, it could have been a disaster. Already have way too many viruses coming out of the south end. Exactly. Uh-huh. So we, we had hep C outbreak. You know, we get, uh, what's the West Nile? We get West Nile <laughs> every year. Uh, well, there's at least one reported case <laughs> in town. So we're going to, I found the bat box yesterday in storage. And now it's it might be, 
I need to hang it up sooner rather than later so they could potentially have a new home. But the moral of the story is if in the new spot, if they get in, they just get into my office and the bats poop on me. So I think that's how I win the argument this oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you, haven't put the bat, the bat poop. you haven't put the bat box up yet? No, no. I, you gotta I get just going. rediscovered you gotta, it yesterday. You got to get going on Got to get going on Yeah, Yeah. Because yeah. if not, then nobody's going to live in it all year. It'll just be mm-hmm. it'll be an empty house. It'll be like you're, you're, you're driving down the street and you're like... Is anybody ever going to move into that open spot? That's exactly the. That's what I was going to say. That's the scenario you have unfolding. If you put it out there and you're too late in the season and no bats move in, they're going to say, "Well, this got to be a haunted bat box. Yeah. Nobody's moving into this one. I don't want to be the first bat to go Dri- in." Drives here. the values down mm. in the market. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So you got to get that bad boy back up, and then good news: you won't ever have to worry about a mosquito again at your house. Never. Boom, gone. See you, mosquitoes. And then a, a easy fix right then and there. So <laughs> it's definitely going to solve the problem. So we we talked some animals to start the show today. Always a good time. Should we should we just jump right into our gambling? We can. Okay. So is this a what? Do you you go first. Well, my, my big gambling predicament, um, and I don't. It, it's just like today. It's Thursday. We're in Indiana. It's it's a good time to make our Super Bowl bets. It is. And. I'm not. I, I, I've been a big loser as of late, after having a pretty good run of it. So I, I I'm at a point now where I kind of like I kind of want to see the the Bengals win this, and I don't want to be on the losing end if they do. But for my friends' sake, Justin, uh, they they often, you know, I'm, I'm it's fade Roush. I don't like. I, I kind of want my friends to be happy, and if I bet the Bengals, I'm almost dooming them from the get go. I feel like that's kind of a, a jerk no, move by me. You got to bet the Bengals. Yeah, you you can't worry about your friends. You got to bet, bet what you think. But wouldn't I be giving them a gift if I bet the Rams and the Bengals win? Like, isn't that like my way of rewarding them? Or are they just to say it had nothing to do? With would them? you? Who would you rather see win? The Bengals, right? Probably. Yeah. So bet the Bengals. Well, who do you think? Who do you think's gonna win? Uh, I mean, I, just bet who you actually think's gonna get I you a little the, bit of I money. Think the Rams are gonna win. Though. Are but, they gonna win by more than four? That's the big question. Not a chance. Not a chance. Mm-mm. It's a, it's a three-point game or a Bengals win, period. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I feel like they do have more dudes on the Rams. They do. And they've been here. They were here, what, four years ago? Not with Stafford, though. No, but a lot no, of those not, guys, not, I'm sure. Not like very Donald, many of these players. Aaron Donald. Was Ramsey? No, he wasn't there yet. But, like, they've got, they've got a lot more dudes than Cincinnati does. I know Cincinnati has Joe Burrow. but Here's the deal. Cincinnati, way better offensively. The Rams, I don't know if I can even say way better, but they've got more playmakers in my opinion. De- defensively, it's not even close. The Rams are just such a better team. The weird part about this game, too, is that if this game was being played in, let's call it week 15, just towards the end of the season, and I had to make a pick, I, I think I would take the Bengals, even though the Rams, like, just because wow. the Rams, from an inconsistent standpoint, Throughout the season, but that was kind of like the Bucks last year. So I think I've got to just bet the Rams. It's a really hard bet because both teams have played well at the end of the season and yeah. into the playoffs. And that's and that's I mean that's why they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's 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 very dumb analysis, but I just uh, even though I am a Steelers fan and I shouldn't want the Bengals to win, Justin, I feel like for my long suffering friends, one of which is in the front page of the sports page of Courier Journal today, because oh. um, uh, him and his dad, they got uh, they've been season ticket holders forever, and they're uh, they're flying out there this weekend. They won the the season ticket lottery, get to go to the game. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, that is so exciting. pretty cool. 
That's very cool. That's going to be a good time. I think first and foremost, you need to bet what you think is actually going to happen, or if you you know emotional hedges are okay too, but that's playing into what you think is going to happen anyways. But if you think that the Bengals can cover, then bet the Bengals. And then I think it'll be hilarious if they if your Bengals friends have to hear you on the bandwagon for a game, and you can just say simply it's betting reasons. I you know I've got bets in on the Bengals. You can always make up and be like, out of a future, I threw you know ten bucks on them, like plus twenty two hundred at the beginning of the year or something like that. I have bet, you can always you can always make I, stuff. I've up. consistently bet against the Bengals though throughout the postseason, and they've won every game. So. I have as well. Um, <laughs> so like they're it's like I, we're inside our brains right now. There's definitely a tug of war. Like ugh, if like if I have I hopped on the Bengals bandwagon too late to think they're going to win. Probably no. No? You still have one more game. It's not too late. Yeah, but I think, but it's once they get hot though, they might cool down as soon as I try to drop one. That that's the worry I have. Over forty eight and a half. Like, just why not bet the over? That's also the other. Like, just cheering for points. See, Roush, your your whole thing with gambling is you overthink it. It's it, gambling's kind of like golf. You you can't get up to the tee box and think about your feet position and all that. You just got to go with it. You you've you've hit the ball a thousand times. Same thing with betting. Go bet yeah. it. Go with your gut. I think if but, you're wrong, you're wrong. But you you say that now it's a different sport. But college basketball last night, Notre Dame is seven points oh. better than Louisville. Yes, and they were seven points better than Louisville for I don't know eighty ninety percent of that game. They piss away a lead, tie ball game, go on a seven zero run, immediately get the push, and then what happens? Like four missed layups by that big, I don't, you know, the, the, the big dude for Notre Dame. Yeah, missed so name. many layups, and then miss free throws. And then you've got the 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 ninety percent free throw shooter. He'll give mm. you a push, and he misses a free throw. Yep. So it was a bad beat situation. It was. Oof. It was similar, pretty similar to Kentucky on In, the night Oscar. before. Yeah. yeah, different different scenarios, different situations. I just needed Kentucky to win on Tuesday. Uh, did have money on Notre Dame to cover yesterday, which was unfortunate. That was a bad beat. That was not good. My my gambling situation. So I'm in a little mm-hmm. kind of similar to the ones we did with Scooch that I'll never do again, the NFL pick them <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in a one that is manually done with my friends, and there's nine of us. You pick five games. One's a lock of the week, and there's a point system, and you just keep a running tab and tally throughout the season. But one thing we do is we take everybody's locks each week and we bet them in a parlay and we bet them in a teaser. And if there's a can't if there's two locks that go against one another, then we just cancel that bet out and it'll be like a seven, 14 yeah, or, seven yeah, or five. Yeah. yeah. Um and we even do it for the playoffs, but your parlays for the playoffs obviously much lower. So this year on our little locks and teasers, we've actually all when it's all said and done, we've all actually made $50 a piece doing that. The year before, they all lost like an additional $250. You know, they yeah, did, they, yeah. they don't anticipate winning. They don't expect winning. This year, this is my first year doing it, but this year they've actually, we've actually won. We won enough where there's money left over that everybody can, can take out. There is still the Super Bowl, though. And the contest goes on throughout the Super Bowl. It, the standings are already set. I think maybe maybe second and third have something on the line but i think i think all the money is already decided just cuz if you're doing this for 
23 weeks. It's Water finds yeah, its level. Yeah. It, exactly. So, uh, but so we think the standings are the standings are final. Whoever's going to win first place knows it. Second, third, blah blah blah. What do we do with this additional money? You can't really do a parlay with one game. No. Nope. Um, Why? I mean, we could put all the money on one team and just be all in on that. But I had an idea that I hope is going to take off. You never know in this group of friends whether or not it'll be listened to or not. But I thought, all right, so the way it breaks down, everybody gets $50. I said, with that $50, you have to just pick any bet regarding the Super Bowl you want. Any prop bet, any game bet, over-under, you can do spread, you can do money line. What you want to do with your $50 is your choice, except the winnings get pooled back in together, and maybe instead of everybody splitting the money and we all win $50 a piece, we all split the money and everybody wins $100 a piece or whatever, you know, could theoretically, if everybody hits their individual prop bets or parlays, mm, everybody, really you, like this. Then, yeah. then you're getting a ton of money. If one person says, you know what, I'm feeling extra froggy, I'm going to bet, I'm going to spend my $50 on the Powerade cover, or color, and I and I've got a feeling it's going to be blue, and that's nine to one. Somebody could take their fifty and win a thousand for Ooh. the group. Somebody could take their fifty and just double it and get fifty back to the group. But it could all theoretically, if everybody just makes a smart prop bet, could benefit the group. So, what do you all think about so, all this, I, Justin? My first, um, I guess, concern in all of this is. It makes more sense for the individual to just take their fifty and then bet it and keep it for themselves. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on that same boat. Because what if, yeah, there's how many of you all? There's nine. Yeah. So what if one of the nine wins? His fifty dollar parlay is for like two hundred fifty dollars or whatever. Doesn't have to be a parlay. Well, but it's just his bet. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, say he does like a three four game same game parlay and he hits for two hundred fifty dollars, but that comes back to you all. That kind of sucks. But this whole thing is a gambling pool together. Like, re, the the, no, I, the rules would stipulate that, so 50 times 9, $450 in this excess pool, that that money needs to be bet. It doesn't have to be all that money necessarily, but a portion of that money needs to be bet on something regarding the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Because we have, because yeah. if, if it was, la- if it was conference championship week, we did a parlay. Mm-hmm. Like we do every week, except unfortunately for that one, it was just what we did is we took the the two, two most games. yeah the the people who the bet the games that had the most locks on them or the bets that were the most lock bets right. were the ones we did the parlay on, and I think we hit actually for what it was worth, um, and, but, but it didn't pay that much. Uh, so we have all this additional money. It's we don't have a rule for what we could do on it. I mean, Justin, I guess theoretically we could do what you're saying, but that's no fun. Oh, I've is, got I've got an idea. Oh, okay. How about you take the top four, and they kind of can work as a team, but you split them up. So give $225 to the top two guys, give $225 to three and four, have them place a bet since they've been the most consistent all year. No. I mean, again, I like the way that your brain's working, and that's probably actually – I'm just trying to maximize <laughs> your money. We, our last place is so bad, it's, he was just letting his wife pick games. Yeah, you don't, see, you don't, you don't want last place with so, $50 on a bet. So from that logic, yes, you're right. But, but – Wife could. It's like NCAA tournament where they just pick mascots. Wife could pick the be, like the parlay, mm-hmm. like the sunglass parlay that hits at eight to one, and you turn that in. Uh, so I I think in general, generally speaking, TJ, I do like your idea because I think 
that way, instead of trying to reach a consensus, you're more likely to strike it big with something silly. And worst case exactly. scenario, there's going to be some dude who just puts his 50 on like... Yeah, if you get a 50 on like, a, even if it's something like a, a prop bet that's plus 2,000... Right, boom, you know? Like, just, you're already making more money for the I mean, group than you would have made anyways. In, in, I mean, if I think really the wise thing would do, TJ, is everybody puts a 50 on a first touchdown score. Oh, because a different one. That, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, man, like, that is one genius. One of them's got a hit, you know? <laughs> that's but, genius. And you've got nine people? Yeah, but then if it's like... The, well, let me pull up for some of the odds. Yeah. I'll, oh. I mean, the lowest is going to be more than 450 if you're betting 50 on it. Yeah, Roush, you're on it. Hey. That that is perfect. Big brains all working together. Yeah. <laughs> all working together. <laughs> it doesn't I gotta find the uh um uh, I mean Cooper Cup's probably gonna be the lowest at plus five hundred, I'd imagine. Touchdown scores. First score, you can get the worst or the the worst or the yeah, the worst odds for first touchdown score is Cooper Cup at plus five hundred. Yeah, nailed <laughs> yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling. Yeah, and you're. That's the way to do it. Oh, nine down. I mean, one, two, three. Like Tower Higby's at plus fourteen hundred. But if, but or Michelle, if Cooper Cup did it and you hit it, that's paying three hundred dollars. So you're still actually out on the day. Well, you, but, you'd need it. You'd need it to be a, one of the big fish. Like if you had like Odell's so, at plus nine hundred. If you had Sony Michelle. And you got him. You put fifty bucks on him to be the first touchdown score. That put that pay eight fifty. So the group right then and there would be making Almost money. Almost doubling the yeah. Hey, but you know what? The the way I see it, that if everybody has fifty dollars to do their own bet, if somebody says, "Hey, I'll do first touchdown score," and I've got a good feeling, and then they get it right, and everybody else is doing fifty dollar bets on other thing, then potentially you have a chance to make a ton of money. This way is definitely not as fun as your way, but it's foolproof. It's not technically. No. Seems like there's more be. than nine options of who could score the first touchdown. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more than nine it, you all would end up doing that, and it would be something like a defensive touchdown. Yeah, like that Rams. <laughs> hey, but what if we plus twenty eight hundred? Yeah, what if we had money on that? There you go. Anytime score for Rams just means they've got to score at any point throughout the game for the Rams and Bengals defense doesn't seem plus four hundred and plus five hundred for just any time. Oh. Seems silly. No touchdown scored at all, plus 10,000. God, that would be brutal. <laughs> the old goal Super Bowl. Oh, man. Hopefully we get a good one, though. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I, I'm I, sure of it. I just feel like these playoffs have been so good that it wouldn't surprise me if the Super Bowl is just a stinker. Yeah, and last year's wasn't that great either. Like, the Bucks defense was just all over Mahomes all night. You are right, though. I feel like we've had a string of great ones, but yeah. you are right. The last year was pretty, just kind of pretty a poopy. And it was weird because they had like the cardboard cutouts in the stands and stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot that. about that. Gosh, it was weird. Although it is just LA in a state of emergency, but let's also have 75,000 people at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's silly. It is silly. Oh, and there's a, it's a, they're going to be showing fans like they have like you basically go to jail if you don't wear a mask in LA County. And like, well, they didn't enforce it at all for that. 49ers Rams NFC Championship they're, they're game. They're not going to this one either. But like now they've made a more conscious effort to be like everybody's going to get one. We're handing them out at the door and you're going to have to wear them. But you're right, they're not going to do that. They're not going to spend, you know, you're not going to go up to somebody that spent $9,000 on tickets and be like, "You got to pull that thing up, buddy." Ooh, they're going to be like, "No, I'm not doing that." I'm curious. So they did it last we, on the Fox broadcast, they did the uh celebrity sightings. 
I'm wondering if there will be more or less for the Super Bowl because it's going to cost more, a lot more. So for these celebrities, they they would actually have to probably want to enjoy the football game. Why? What's what's twelve thousand dollars for a ticket for a celebrity? It's true. That's like that's a dry. That's like us paying thirty dollars for a ticket. I wonder what a sweet ticket is though. Like how how much is it to get? Didn't Antonio Brown post his receipt of like getting an owner suite for two million or something? For the Super Bowl? Yeah, he did. And uh, old Daryl Ravel tweeted it out, but the date (laughs) on it was from twenty twenty one. So people were like. So he bought this for last year's Super Bowl when he, played you know, he was it? playing in them. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that makes sense, have all your friends and family there. Uh, but Daryl was quick to remind everybody that it was a typo, um, that the date was for this year. I don't know if that's but true. Antonio Brown doesn't seem like he's in a position to sling around two, two mil for a owner sleep. Yeah, but he's, he's a hot shot. He doesn't know? have a job. I was listening to uh, – never stopped I, I was listening to uh, – who's uh, Brandon Marshall – had like interviewed him and he was talking about the interview and he's like the thing with AB is he's like one of those uh I forgot the word he used it but he acts like a like he put definitely puts on a facade to be Joe mm-hmm. Cool and spending 2 million dollars that's what Joe Cool does Super Bowl week you got to spend 2 million dollars on your owner suite instead of just being fiscally responsible I wonder if he's going to do a Kodak black in the Super Bowl suite <laughs> I mean, you spend $2 million. You do, it, you, do whatever, you do whatever you want. It's basically sovereign territory at this point. Well, text into the show, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. I have done some things that I want to talk about when we return. It's basically a kiss of death, unfortunately. Kentucky's had a really fun season. We've had a lot of laughs, Roush. Yep. Been a lot of good times. But it's all over, unfortunately. Oh, and I'll no. come back and I'll tell you why. Well, this is Kentucky. What, Justin? I said, whoa. Yeah, I know. That's a radio tease, folks. We'll come back. We'll tell you that. Uh, John Calipari spoke. We need to talk about that. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk football. We'll talk it all. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. First one's here. First one's here. But we're so far away, Clark. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Right, right. And at the end of the day, when the lot's all full and everybody's fighting to get out of here, we'll be the first ones out, too, right? Why? Because we're the Griswolds. Back to that, uh, those, those progressive ads. When they're talking about the, the parking in the stadium, immediately what I think of when I when I hear that Wally World soundbite. Still planning to head out around the third quarter. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 13 hours ago, the Jeff Ruby Who Day Express left Cincinnati for for the uh Oh, man, I wonder. LA. I wonder what his Super Bowl garb looks like. Stopping by all the Jeff Rubies along the way. That'd be a fun trip. 
I bet you, what do you he got to do some, to be in the Hooday Express. I bet you he has like a tiger striped like jacket that has the tails that go down to his knees. <laughs> that guy, he is he he is a colorful character. You ever met Jeff Ruby? No. He's he's something. You all personal friends? No, but whenever uh, it's been a couple times, we would do like KSR. We did, we did a couple meals there, and he'd show up every time and say, "Hey." KSR doing their meals at Jeff Ruby's? We we would do a Christmas dinner, and then they opened one in Nashville, and we did an SEC tournament one once. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah pretty great. And I must have never gotten invited to the Christmas one. We didn't have a Christmas party. I think the, the one time you could have gotten invited to it. Shucks. Bad luck. I you suppose. just yeah, flip of the coin. Yeah, maybe next Don't time. know if 1-3 has a Christmas party. Oh. We did not have one this year. Well, pandemic. Big rager. Next year. Which, speaking of, we we brought up Auburn whining yesterday. If you all, the one thing that on three is done, it's made me pay closer attention to my colleagues. The guy Justin Hokinson, make sure you're following him. He he does our Auburn live site, and he's good because he's plugged in, but he's also just as big of a homer as we are. And man, some of his stuff you'll just. I'm familiar with him from the rivals days. They're they're a lot like uh, Auburn's a lot like Louisville in many ways. So well, they are the second fiddle program in their state. He had he had a take. They were like, uh, Arkansas was really mad because Auburn was jumping on their mascot at the middle of the floor, and he's like, they dance before every game. They just so happen to be close to the logo. Like quote tweets a video, and like they're clearly like three dudes are like just stomping on the logo, and it's like, I don't know how it, it, it's just amazing. The spin is amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's what sports are all about. And again, <laughs> seeing we them are through different lenses. A month from today, conference tournaments will be in full swing all across the the country, which will be very exciting. It'll be here sooner than you know. Although I do getting back to our tease there before the break. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. It's all over for Kentucky, unfortunately. What? Sorry. No! Had a good run, but it's all over. And that's because I have made March Madness purchases. Oh, no. Oh, no. Were they just just hotel reservations that could be... Um, I got I got a room booked in New Orleans that I can cancel. <laughs> so you can guarantee Kentucky's not going to the Final Four. That bad boy will be canceled. And then I went ahead and bought the second round tickets in Indy. This one's a gamble, folks. At least for the New Orleans one, I it's, can it's cancel. You can get the Michael Scott. If UK loses up. heartbreakingly in the Elite Eight, I'm out. I don't have to do it. Don't have to go down to New Orleans. Um it's a city I don't really care to visit unless there's a sports stuff going on, and there would be a sports stuff going on if the Cats go to the Final Four. So I'll cancel that one. No issue, no problem. Wait, you don't like New Orleans? What's wrong with you? I'm. I just. I've. I've gone. I've done New Orleans enough. I like New Orleans just fine. Yeah, I don't think you have. You've never been to the I World ha- War II History Museum, there, have you? Uh, no, I haven't been yeah. to the World War. Tony II Neely History. highly recommends it. Okay, well maybe I'll check. I'm sure that you out. would like it. Yeah, well, if Kentucky goes to the national title game, I'll have a Sunday to kill down there. So sounds <laughs> sounds 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 good to me. Uh, don't don't put it on me. Put it on UK. I have nothing against New Orleans. I've just I've 
I'm sure there's plenty more to see down there, but I've been there like four or five times. There's other places I'd rather go. But if Kentucky's playing there, then hell yeah, 10 years to the day of UK's last Final Four National Championship, how much fun that was. I'll be there like swimwear. But knowing my track record, the second that I start booking and making plans for these things, they will not come to fruition. And that brings me to, I'm much more worried about the second round tickets I bought in Indy. One, I think Kentucky, if they even if they lost to Tennessee and Arkansas, so two of their three remaining road games, if they go one and two in their remaining three road games, and I think get to Saturday of the SEC tournament, Maybe Sunday just to be safe. I think you're even then locking in a two seed. Yeah. And then if you're a two seed, they're they're they would be silly not to try to get you close. The only the thing that worries me though is like Lexington to Pittsburgh, Lexington to Indy. Yes, Indy's closer, would be better for UK. It's not drastic. I don't think Kentucky would end up here, but like Lexington to Greenville, also not not very far. About five hours from Lexington. Probably. Yeah, so I guess Indy would be three and a half hours from Lexington. Greenville, five and a half. I would guess Pittsburgh, probably like six hours, somewhere in that ballpark. So they're all kind of close. That's one thing that worries me a little bit is I don't know if they're going to be heartbroken. Being like, yeah, we know that it's a three and a half hour drive to Indy, but it's only two extra hours to Pittsburgh or it's only two extra hours to Greenville, so you don't mind, do you? That being said, if they're going to try to do geography preferences, Indy's Kentucky fun, should be yeah. playing in Indy. Yes, Kentucky could theoretically lose in the first round. I could be in big trouble. But, Roush, I'm willing to risk it and roll the dice. And then my backup plan is, one, due to a radio show, we can always give tickets away. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't I, like to be out that much money, though. Two, so Two, I feel like the Indy – First, like that site is going to be the home of teams that are close by. So, like, it should be a pretty easy ticket to sell. Yes. I've never done the resale on Ticketmaster, but, or wherever you go through, but I'm sure it's not the most difficult process. It's, it's not. You may end up not getting all your money back, which is never ideal. But right now, our boy Shelby Mass has. Purdue a one, they would be an indie. Yeah. And that's another thing, though, is only two teams per pod gets geographical preference, and you know Purdue's going to take up one of those spots. So Kentucky theoretically could be competing with Auburn, with uh, Wisconsin, theoretically. They're in that kind of same regional group. Michigan State, I think, is a little too far behind. Illinois, maybe, yeah. a, li- maybe a little too far behind. But those are some other teams that would be fighting for – that indie region where and that's the thing that kind of worries me is Auburn gets lumped into a lot of the same places as Lexington although they should not you know (laughs) geographically that should should not be the case so if they give it to Auburn and Purdue I could be in I could be in big trouble there uh, if that were to happen but let's hope that doesn't happen what's up so that's another thing I thought okay I could probably resell it make decent money. I decided to get good tickets in the idea of being able to sell them for more if I end up needing to get rid of them. But that also could just be I wasted more money (laughs) on tickets that, you know, are going to go for for dirt cheap. So we shall see. But knowing my track record, folks, go ahead and pack it up. That's the end of the Kentucky basketball season, the second that I start making these plans. Yeah, I – I, too, am in a, I guess, planning predicament of sorts. 
just from uh, we're we're planning that the week after the Final Four is the wife's spring break. Mm-hmm. So we were just going to hang out with my parents at the beach for that, a few days. That could just be such an amazing trip. All if all the stars align here, because it's right, it's two hours from New Orleans. But the predicament is. There's a lot of UK football stuff happening before and after, and in addition, you know, with spring uh, spring game and pro day, kind of uh, they're not set in stone, but generally in that time frame. And then you add in like the work aspect of it, and you know, it's just things are up in the air. You don't know until you know. So I would much rather be uh, changing plans on the fly at the last minute to. But but ultimately, I think if if Kentucky is in the Final Four, probably wouldn't be in the Final, probably wouldn't be able to go to the Final Four, but would be at the championship game. You got to get it down there to Bourbon well, the Street is, for the Final Four. Yeah. Part of the reason why we're doing this trip is uh, the nephew's first birthday party is the Saturday of the Final Four in Birmingham. So I would just have to find a way. I guess I'd steal one of their cars and just say, see ya. Sorry, yeah, you sorry, may baby. Just have to maybe like we we do the birthday party. We do a birthday party breakfast. Oh, and I, yeah, there we go. The kids love breakfast. Brunch. It's early, yeah. Anyways. You know they're not going to be tired. You get out of there by eleven or noon. You get plenty of time to get down there. Just give them chocolate chip pancakes. They'll be happy. Oh yeah, everybody loves chocolate. Well, not me. You don't like chocolate chip pancakes? No, what I could do without them? Too much. Too too extra. It's just a little much. Yeah, I just want syrup and pancake. Do oh. you, are you a fan of the uh, like the fruit? On, on your pancakes or waffles? Yeah, uh, bananas, I'm a big strawberries. Fan of, like the strawberries with the syrup or the blueberries. Like yeah, that's, okay. That's a good. I think it mixes mix, mixes in with the pancake batter texture better than if you got like gooey chocolate. See, and, gooey chocolate almost tastes like you just have a muffin and you've like mashed it up and put syrup on it. Yeah, and uh, Justin, I, are are you one of those that gets the chocolate in, I, at Waffle House or IHOP, and it's just you're just eating, you're just chewing on chocolate? I yes, absolutely. So I'm I'm over here just shaking my head. This man would rather have bananas and strawberries on top yeah. of a pancake than chocolate. You don't it's want to be too rich in sugar. I, mean, yeah, I be, I'm not trying to have dessert for breakfast. I'm trying to have diabetes by the time breakfast is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced diabetes. <laughs> text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's an, inter- that's an interesting setup there for you, Roush. Let's hope that you – let's yeah. hope that it matters. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be something. The, the good news is, um, uh, fingers crossed, I think there's enough – uh, people who are willing to babysit, uh, and you know, I think there's enough women around that will just be like, "All right, Nick, you and your dad go to the game." <laughs> you know, it's like that's that's kind of what we're we're banking on here. That'd be great. It really would. That would be great. Well, I hope it happens. Hotel rooms in New Orleans are just ridiculous, but I figured if Kentucky's going to be there, I ain't staying in Slidell again. <laughs> so I better just I better get and I'm and the place I'm staying. I'm not wasn't it was. It, I want. I had to get a place, obviously, with free cancellation. Mm-hmm. So this place isn't. I don't. It's not. I don't think it'd be the nicest hotel that I've ever stayed in. It's okay. I wouldn't stay in a bad one, but I, I hope to have to worry about these problems. Yeah, it'd be it would be swell. Yeah, good problem to have. I'm just. I'm, I'm now my legs shaking. I'm getting antsy. But we're, remember what we said yesterday, TJ. We're not wishing away the season. Like John Calipari said, time to enjoy it, embrace the moment. Uh, what else did John Calipari say on his call-in show last night? TJ, did you hear it? Did you listen? I didn't listen live. Uh, and by the way, hold on, let me just do a little thing here. 
because now I'm getting in my own head about the cancellation policy. It's only a four hour. It's it's less than a four hour drive from Auburn to Greenville. Are you? It's a nine right? hour drive from Auburn to Indy. Yeah, it's far. Yeah, I mean, right. there's just yeah. no way that they'd put Auburn and Indy then. Shelby, what the hell is that all about, buddy? Yeah, Shelby, what gives? Greenville would be number one. You know, Duke's probably going to get Greenville too. That's not, why would you? Why would you have first and second round games in Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis? <laughs> what are you thinking? Three great Midwestern cities, Midwestern to a T, to all a of tea. them, each and every one of them. As Midwestern as it gets. Uh, Jacob Toppin has a sprained ankle, but Calipari hasn't seen him. That's just his line now, though. I can't, I, I don't want to. They said it was an off day yesterday for what it was worth. Yeah. I, uh, I I did like the line he had about when talking about Oscar. And I don't. Sometimes with Cal, you don't know how much of it is him trying to get the message out to his whole team and how much it was actually sharing an anecdote, but. He said, you know, Oscar, his mind might have been a little cluttered with all the National Player of the Year stuff going on. That's why he was straining a little too much, worried about points and rebounds. And I told him, don't think about that. He's like, just focus on your game, focus on your mom, or point out somebody in the stands and you go and play for them tonight. And that, and what did he do? He went out there in the second half and he played for somebody else. He wasn't thinking about himself, and that's why he's had success. Who was he playing for? Didn't say. He should just go, yeah, point to like a cute kid and be like, for you, buddy, each and every game. Like the the mints with the, the little girl at Kansas. Could just be, or like, I'm going to rebound for, for all the kids in the arena tonight, you know. One rebound for each one. <laughs> exactly. That could be, that could be a, a good time. No, yeah, Toppin, Toppin has a sprained ankle. I didn't much appreciate Toppin's Instagram post. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Um. I'm not a fan of following the 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 youths on Instagram. Back when old Trevor was our producer, the dark days of KRC, he we would get out the old bone saw for something like this. But Ooh, Instagram autopsy, just the classic black and white picture. So you're off to a bad start to begin with. You know, black and white. You're going for pulling at heartstrings. You're at you're adding a little drama to it all. It's true. Um, it's a two picture. The first one is him hurt, so oh. not an ideal picture. Uh, bent over in pain. The second picture is just some text that says, trust God, he knows what he's doing. And the caption of the picture says, strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming things that try to stop you. And then you have a bunch of the players doing like the heart emojis and all that stuff. Hmm. So Cal says it's a sprained ankle. But getting really into the weeds of it. Did you say hashtag I'm good? Oh, he did also put hashtag I'm good at the yeah. end. So, I think he's good. Yeah. Then why so much doom and gloom if you're good? Like, I, I think that, that I'm good could easily just be like, hey, big picture, I'm good. I've got, God's got me. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if it's necessarily like, I'll see you all on Saturday, I'm good. Because I don't think you go with black and white if you're playing on Saturday. I think you do colored picture if you're if you're playing. That's a good I think point. The, I'm just telling you. So that worries me a little bit. I didn't care for the dramatics in the Instagram post. Now, of course, we're all just talking completely and totally out of our butts. Oh, uh, you might as well be saying 
because you're when you try to our butts. when you try to read too much into social media posts. But yeah, I didn't I didn't care so much for that. Y'all got Tennessee Saturday, Florida. Oh, okay, it doesn't matter then. Really, really you're needed. Just, to... You've really turned into the jinxy heel. No, we're gonna Florida's, start calling you jinxy cat. Florida's awful. Parts. Florida, not awful. They're awful. Not awful, and yes, absolutely, Kentucky should win. I would guess probably eight-point favorites, but Florida, they're going to shoot 35 threes. What if they hit 16 of them? Could be a close game, Justin. I don't need I don't need the jinxy cast. I mean, I've is, already bought tickets for all this stuff. This isn't jinx. This is fact. I mean, Matt, Castleton's horrible. Castleton no, is – yeah, that's horrible. just a bad take. He's horrible. He's 100%. Well, what's Trey Saxon Davis? Uh, lately horrible. On on Tuesday, absolutely. He's been horrible. listening to so much Mike Rutherford show lately. I feel like he just tries to one up Trevor with takes. Negative. I think I, he's I, just trying to one up. I just don't know if that's possible. Well, <laughs> it's probably not. So stop trying. Uh, Castleton's averaging over fifteen and nine. Is he really? <laughs> it's such a bad take. Every time I to go to go with uh, how many blocks on the year? I've Three only blocks per game. I've I mean, only seen Florida twice, but both times I watched them, he was not impressive. No, at he all. was out several games. I was about to say when he's out there. Uh, I forgot what game I was watching. He went they from January fifteenth to February fifth. Oh yeah, they were they were really bad without him. I will give you that. They'd have nobody to stop Oscar. They'd still shoot a thousand threes. But I would agree with you that um, there would be no scenario where, and there, and Kentucky still shouldn't lose. Don't get me wrong; they, there's they they absolutely one hundred percent shouldn't lose. But th- they're not horrible. They're a bubble team, and Castleton is confirmed a good player, and he's the type of player that's going to give Oscar some fits. He's long, he's tall, he's strong. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be a tough matchup there for Oscar. Uh, but what was I even getting to with my point with Florida? Um, were you going to say that they should be okay without him for Florida, but he needs to be there for the Tennessee game? Well, I do think that. I don't think that's the point that I was that that's the road that I was going down. Uh, but no, you you just want top him back as soon as you can have him, ideally, because he's good, does good things, and then you don't have to rely so much on Keon Brooks, which he has been better and he has been more consistent, but you still would rather have as many options there if Toppin's, as possible. If Toppin's out, who gets more minutes because of it? Probably Collins. Bingo. That's a good thing for Kentucky. But if it was a good thing, wouldn't he get more minutes just in general? I mean, I think overall Toppin's the better player, but you you want at this point in the season, you want Collins to get as many minutes as possible. I mean, we were clamoring for it two weeks ago that he needs to get more playing time. And if it comes at a cost of someone being out, then so be it. But he's at least getting that experience and time on the floor. I, I, I think I overall agree with your sentiment that it's not going to be a bad thing for Collins to have to keep growing, getting his feathers, getting his stripes, all the cliches that you can come up with. There is truth to that. It, but I do think the, the flip side of that coin would be, okay, if he deserves minutes, then go out there and deserve minutes, go yeah. out there and play. He's obviously not doing enough to get ahead of Toppin and Brooks, and what you saw on Tuesday was a little sample size of why that is. I mean, Toppin was playing for six minutes and completely was dominating. Brooks struggled a little bit earlier on, and then you saw why he plays there. And and Collins didn't get a great opportunity in that game, but that would be the flip side of that argument. But sure, if that develops them and you get more of, you get more of a sure thing – you get more confident player heading into March, then that's not a bad thing. You Just like Marcus Lee had his day in the NCAA tournament as a freshman after hardly playing, uh, 
it certainly could be Damian Collins. You, you never know. That's the beauty of March Madness. Look at Scoots turning hot takes into opinions that are uh, not Like bad. radio conversation. Yeah. Like sport, sports. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, we do need to talk Trevor, though. And, and man. What do you do now? He's really been tough on you. On me? Yeah. What did I do? You were listening yesterday. He, I didn't think when I was listening yesterday he was tough on uh, me. Even Mike called him out for kind of being there. I, the, he, I, Mike did tell him he hates me. There's so. a there's a je- like <laughs> there's a jealousy angle to all this, and we need to come back. And we need to talk about it. No, uh, we'll talk a little football. We will talk basketball. We will mm-hmm. talk Trevor as well, <laughs> and we'll read your text into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll mm. come back. Hopefully, you will as well. Hour two KRC coming up next. Okay. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. We appreciate you spending time with us February 10th. Text into the Thornton text line 502-414-1450. And remember to pop by at Thornton's. Download the Refreshing Rewards app and save some money each and every time you scan it. You go to the pump. We love our friends at Thornton's. You will as well. Oh. Nope. oh. I figured out what happened to my manager. Oh. She hired some new people on night shift, so she's training them this week. All good. All Whew. good. Okay. Did you just go on and ask, or how did you find this out? Yeah, I asked one of the employees working yesterday. I was like, where's uh, where's my girl at? Are you a little smitten? Oh, no. She she does not like my type, meaning men. She's uh, just a great lady. Uh, oh. She she brightens up all That's my a funny way to put it. <laughs> I, when, when Justin said my type, I would say... Short? His gender... Being a male uh-huh. was probably not in the top five of things I was thinking when <laughs> somebody thinking who doesn't wear deodorant, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. smells uh, short, short. Um, peaking native, peaking native. Y'all yeah, want to name bumpkin? Y'all want to name any of my other bad qualities? What's wrong? Who says any of these are bad? <laughs> she probably likes guys who drive cars instead of scooters. She oh. doesn't like guys. That's what I was getting. At. How do you know this? We we talk. We're homies. How are you getting into sexual orientation we with are a homies. employee at a Thornton's? Well, she asked me not too long ago, like what she should do for her fiance. It's her birthday. Co- she said it several times. It's her birthday coming oh, up. So Justin was hitting on her. No, and no. This lady was creeped out. So she had, <laughs> she had to just say, "I play for the other team." Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy's right. And now I kind of want to meet. I want to meet. Oh, who, she's th- great. I want to meet this lady. She's great. Well, everybody at Thornton's is great. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo. And Alex Cupper, what do you, how do you want to start this hour? I'm all thrown off now. I am too. I'm just. It's the Wednesday is Thursday of all time. Well, I knew I knew it was going to be a slow show. I was actually <laughs> impressed with how fun the first hour was. I, I had a moment yesterday too where I thought of something and I was like, "Oh, that'd be a good wacky idea Wednesday topic on a Thursday." And then 
Like 10 minutes later, I tried to remember what it was, and it just had already escaped me. It happens. Welcome to 30. Oh, hush. Um, I can... Okay. Oh, I, hey, I do actually have something okay. that I want you to do for me. Okay. Tell me all about how the John Calipari, nil Mitch Barnhart thing went. I, all I know is Mitch Barnhart wore the biggest suit you would think he just got drafted in the 2004 NBA draft with the suit, <laughs> with the suit that he was wearing. Did you see that? I, I saw the picture that the LEX18 reporter shared, and it is, um, man, it is a photograph. Like just the, <laughs> I mean, they have a seat in between them, and I'm sure like that's a normal thing, but it just it looks so awkward. In, well, here's this picture of of. Mitch's suit. Oh wow, that is like suit it looks I like it, it's he's a 1930s detective. All right, sorry. he just needs a, a cap and a cigar. I'll have to post it to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. But man, um, nil. They say is good. I like that Cal. <laughs> Cal Cal's pitch. Uh, he he made a joke too. Bipartisan. I didn't know that was a word. Oh gosh, you yeah. know. But he's like, that's what I like about this. It's a bipartisan bill, and essentially his argument is that which is a fair argument, some of these guys that make the decision, like he was asked directly, do you think Kentucky basketball players will stay here longer if we have these rules in place? He's like, yes. They won't be in such a rush. They'll make better decisions for the long-term, for their long-term career if they have this to to fall back on in college and to kind of lean on. Um, so, yeah, uh, sound argument to me. And I think, I, I don't know how many cases it would work out perfectly, you know, and I, I don't try to get into the family situation of all of these kids and know whether they're struggling or coming from rough backgrounds. Just, just or some of the kids. What have you. I mean, but, like, money's good for everybody and for everybody's family while they're there, and they're more likely to come back if they are making decent money while in college. That's a fact, Jack. I'm just That's Googling fact, some Jack. of these NBA draft suits. Yeah, it, that should be a no-brainer. This whole thing seemed like... It was a slam dunk to use a sports cliche, which there were so many of those thrown around yesterday. Oh, especially with like TV news reporters who don't pay attention to the sports ball. Yeah, I'm sure they have some good ones. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but it seemed like they basically just wanted a chance for Calipari to be there for pictures and yeah, goodwill. Yeah, before they, like it didn't yeah. seem like there was any drama surrounding this. This wasn't a doom and gloom. You have to get it done, or else the future UK athletics will be toast. Uh, that's good. That's good because I do think this stuff is important, and it is important that can talk for UK and for U of L that they can get this stuff straightened out, make it as friendly as possible for student athletes. And it seems like they're moving in that direction. Is, is it like officially official, or they still have? So uh, I don't think we've done the signing and all that. They were speaking in a committee for the bill. Then it moves on to like more votes. So, but the. It, it hasn't gotten out of committee to the floor yet. Once it gets to the floor, they'll vote okay. on it, and then I think it'll get a rubber stamp, a yay, and then they'll sign it into law. Well, good deal. Well, good for Calipari. Wow. Kind of weird to talk about a non-dramatic something being passed. Like politics in our state not being outraged? Yeah. Weird. Really weird. Can we talk some football? Yeah, please do. So... Uh, I mentioned those SP Plus rankings that came out yesterday. I got to take a 
no. deeper look at him, though. Of course, all the UL fans were just over the moon with him. Well, they've got the Scott Satterfield returning production where, like, they've got four-year players that he's listing as redshirt freshmen or whatever. You know, he's, he's, he's got some roster propaganda over there, as Loki likes to call it. But um, having Malik Cunningham, all of your production back, that'll get you in the top 30. I think the surprising one for me, TJ, Tennessee didn't shock me because Hooker did so much. They exceeded expectations, and they've always recruited well there. That didn't really shock me at number nine, but I do ultimately like I, I'm uncertain on that lasting power of all of that the, the wide splits and everything. What did surprise me was Mississippi State being at twelve, and I guess it's just because of my it's it's how others view Kentucky throughout the league, and I have that same sort of opinion with Mississippi State, especially with Michael Leach, where. You know, he's going to lose to Memphis on, like, some stupid, quirky play on, like, a fair cat. You know, or, like, they lose some really dumb games over there. They should have lost to Louisiana Tech last year. They came storming back and won that game. But Will Rogers is going to be in his third year in the system there. And I think, more importantly, that defense, that defense gives Kentucky, it gave Cohen trouble. It gave Eddie Grant trouble the year before. Zach Arnett's three three five. The last time Kentucky won uh, that game when they had – and they won it because they picked off like six passes and a defensive touchdown. They picked off passes in the end zone. They get, they had a, almost pick six where Pascal got tackled like the five and they just punched it in. So Mississippi State, that, that could be a – even though it's at home, that could be a very sneaky, difficult game this fall and maybe even the difference between, you know uh, – Eight, nine, or ten win season. You know, like that. That's that could be the the line drawn on good to great season is being able to to beat Mississippi State at home, which is a game that if Kentucky's the program we think that they are and that they have transformed into, you've got to take care of business in that game. And that's not even a real disrespect thing towards Mississippi State. I think most people consider, at least nationally, those programs pretty similar. Some Kentucky fans may have an issue with it. But I'd say the same amount of Mississippi State fans would probably have an issue with yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, in reality, they're both in the, hey, you've consistently done some nice things in your conferences. Mississippi State in the tougher division, which I can recognize, but Kentucky has won more games. So right, right. Uh, they, that's how that thing should work. But in, in regard, they're both trying, they're both programs that are above the basement in the SEC, but not at the big kids table of the national title winners over the last few years. And that's just the truth. Um, but that all being said, when that game is at home, Kentucky's got to win it. They just, they, that's a, If you want to have a good season, you got to, you have yeah, to win that yeah. game at home uh, with the way that the program is set up right now and how our expectations and standards have changed. It was also funny too, that some of the, to see where some of the others felt. Like, Vandy's ranked lower than the Mac schools. Missouri. Missouri had some news yesterday. They're, they're going to have another new defensive coordinator. Third different one in three years under Drinkwitz. That's another – like, that team might stink. And I believe that's a home game, if I'm not mistaken. Don't some computers love Missouri or they returned a bunch of starters or something like that? I think it's it's just media members who love Drinkwitz. And I'm not saying that to try to, like, I, I, I think that they, they get some love. Wouldn't you call him Dorkwitz? Yes, uh, quite often, as a matter of fact. But I don't, I, I, I don't think the actual um, computers are too bullish on him. Um, 
and yeah, that, that that game's at Missouri. So okay, it's nice to have Missouri and Vanderbilt staggered, where you at least get one on the road, one at away, instead of you know easy games both at home in one year. But um, between that, like it, it's going to be difficult this year. But this this Kentucky is a top thirty offense in those rankings, and that's you could have the best offense we've ever seen if the offensive line continues to plug and chug away and be the strength of this offense, which leads me to the conversation I had with Luke Fortner yesterday, where he, in addition to some some goofiness and uh, our question asking, there were a couple times, TJ, I did the Michael Scott, and I just uh, I didn't know what I was going to say when I started the sentence, and mm. it just kind of came out. Uh, but he did provide some insight into the players that are coming in that we haven't really seen and why he thinks they'll be successful. For Eli Cox, he's like, this, this guy, part of the center position is just knowing – the offense well, and also no one opposing defenses be able to make the calls. He has the 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 physical tools, but also the mental tools to take over that position. But more importantly, on the outside, DeAndre Buford. He had good remarks for DeAndre Buford. He was like physically. People forget about DeAndre Buford. I mean, he was a four star recruit by twenty four seven, and I think ESPN. It was like two of the three services at the time. So uh, he said physically he's ready. He just hasn't gotten the reps mentally and that this spring you know it's going to be a big one for him so he he believes in Buford and the other guys at tackle and he's really high on Jagger Burton uh, really high on him believes he's going to be a stud so um I I, I think a lot again that was just good to hear because we don't we never saw those guys really I know that was part of Freddie's beef but it's also that's kind of how college football works the really good players get the lion's share of the snaps and that's the way it should be you want to be a really good team Justin sounded like you had something you were going to say I had nothing no. You were making noises. I was stretching. Oh. Didn't realize I was coming through. Had a big stretch. It just sounded you did like it sounded like the little like you're about ready to talk. Like and that's kind of sometimes a tip off. Oh, I'll have to keep that in mind. I just it. like to throw it to you if you've got something to say. Do the lip smack. I'd rather I'd rather over ask than not Under. feel like you have a voice. Did you uh, you didn't have offensive line Kentucky offensive line takes? What about your do you have <laughs> any Indiana offensive line takes? I know. No, no, I I don't pay attention to Indiana until the first game. Oh, they were ranked very low in those rankings. Guaranteed, yeah, very, very. Guaranteed, low. we hey, won two games. You got Basilak though. Woohoo! Turn it around. Jeez. Super they, Michigan. They miss- they're going to have two coordinators, offensive coordinators. I saw that. Yeah. Because it reminds me of the Oscar quote from The Office. Tell me every good country. You know, tell me popes. about the two popes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every country's two presidents. <laughs> uh, good luck, Michigan. Dorks. Uh, well, I was going to say one more thing about the Mississippi State game. Random thought yeah. now that we've kind of moved off the topic. But probably one of my least favorite UK games, home games, every year. And I've actually had blasts at them, all things considered, and there's been some exciting finishes or fun games. But the pressure of the Mississippi yes. State game <laughs> is unlike what UK football fans have felt for most of their lives. It's one that you're generally playing a solid team, sometimes mm-hmm. ranked, if they're not ranked generally in the conversation, but you expect and need to win it. Yes. And so, it, like, when you're playing, when Florida comes, you know, Tennessee's in that same boat where you should beat Tennessee, but there's just this weird little voodoo magic that's stopping Kentucky from consistently doing it. But the Mississippi State one, it's just, it's this pressure of, like, all right, it's not going to feel like a great season if we lose this one. Or, or at least the worried of what this means for the rest of the season would be there. So it's one of my least favorite games to go to 
in in and they've been so much fun, but uh, in Lexington, just because it's one of the few where it's like there's a lot of pressure. It's yeah. a lot of pressure, and it's a hard one to win because you're generally playing a pretty good team. You the, so the last three in Lexington, you had the Austin McGinnis field goal. Uh, you great had time. The 2018 game where Josh Allen was getting held every damn possession. That was the rain game beatdown. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't uh, really – it was Beat down the second half, just wore him out and eventually got and like And then a, I think they had three fourth-quarter touchdowns yes. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, to I think a tie game to like 28 from to 7. Snell rushing to and uh, – Yeah, the but, tie Asian pick and Benny Snell scored from like 35 yards out the next play. That was badass. That was great. I, that, that was a lot of fun. The 16 game, crowd wasn't great, and Kentucky got down, so even more people left. But being there when that field goal went in was just an absolute hoot. 18, crowd wasn't great because the weather was so bad, but the people that were there it were – Committed. Rowdy. That was a rowdy. Yeah, atmosphere. like once you once you accept the rain and you accept the elements, you turn into some weird hybrid animal, <laughs> and that's what that whole crowd awesome. was in eighteen. And then twenty, you had seventeen interceptions. Twenty, yeah, that was fun. That one was was I not at that game for? Some it was reason? a smaller crowd, but this pandemic been, season. Yeah, um, feel like I watched. Feel like I watched that one at home for whatever reason but yeah that one was just the offense actually kind of stunk but the defense was just comically amazing it was it was that was the run where like are they going to pick off every like it's just every possession going to end with interception and then they rolled it over the next week I still um it, it was very funny when I was watching the Tennessee game the following week, I was watching in a separate room for my wife, and I was on a longer delay, so she would see the awesome play happen and then get my reaction on, you know, Snapchat or whatever. And my God, the two by—I mean, I Another was pick six. I was as cartoonish as that guy was. I mean, just like dancing with the dog. I mean, it was. Oh. I'm surprised you haven't gone viral for a video. Same. Whether it, yeah, like Churchill Downs or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. Because you're you, you're you're character by nature, but you put a couple drinks in you, you could be a viral sensation. Well, and he's very recognizable as well, which I think you have to have be recognizable to be a to well, go viral. You just stand out. Yeah, some of, yeah, yeah. yeah, you stand out. Yeah, stand up, stand out, stand proud. All right, I saw this random thing. Oh, should we talk about it after the break? No, I'll do it before the break. Okay, not tease worthy. No. Well, we're teasing teasing the text line, baby. Oh. And we can't wait to get into it. But uh, let's see. Domino spent $50.4 million on TV ads to brag about giving local businesses a total of $100,000. That is kind of funny. Oh, man. That's crazy. You know, and I, hey, I was a benefit of that. No big deal. Yeah, you got that. Uh, Now, you had to order delivery to get that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're That's not. You're I, not delivering. Now, if you can save a buck, you'll save it. Now their new thing is what they're going to give you five dollars to order delivery. No, they're I, they're doing what? It's three dollars goes. Oh, three dollars. Yeah. Your driver's tip. So they're basically giving you like a three dollar voucher. Woo-hoo. Or your tip. But all I mean, people are still going to end up tipping the same. Yeah. So you're just giving your your employees three extra dollars, which you know, good. <laughs> That's great. I wonder, but don't don't put don't put it on us, Ricky Bobby. I wonder how many runs somebody makes a day as a pizza delivery driver. Like on a, let's just call it a normal Friday. Well, I wonder right, how DoorDash has impacted that to some, if that True. has mattered. Um, I'm ashamed to admit we have sometimes ordered DoorDash delivery through a pizza place that does <laughs> delivery. 
Why? Is it just like an easier Hannah app or got, something? Hannah got some subscription where she she's like a DoorDash deal member, but she got she got so kind of hustled gets, into it. So she has to get so many DoorDashes. Uh, well, she gets like it's it would be cheaper to do it through DoorDash than it would to be paying the delivery fee at like the gotcha, pizza gotcha. place. Um, because she's probably we, got we zero just, delivery, zero. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you end up. But then you end up tipping the driver, and it ends up probably being the same, all things considered. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how that would factor in, but I feel like I see, and I'm out on the roads a lot throughout the day, I feel like I see pizza people on the road. I'm just wondering who the folks are that are ordering delivery pizza for lunch. Me. Because I see them all the time. I knew it's that. It's you? From time to time. I'm yeah. not I'm not against it. I just never have done it throughout a work day. It's not a terrible idea, because then you could theoretically just have your leftovers for dinner. Yep. Uh, if you order a little bit extra, but I'm always almost feel like I see more when I'm driving throughout the day than I do at night, and maybe it's because I'm out on the roads more throughout the day. But I'm wondering who those folks are. It's Justin Kalen. That's who it is. Yep. Yeah, I, and I plan it right. I get lunch, dinner, and lunch the next day out of it. Yeah, sounds good. Do you get, yeah, do you I'm get like hungry. different foods at the pizza place? I usually I'll usually get a get pizza, like an app, get a pizza and some wings or. Yeah. Pizza place wings are just universally so bad, but they sometimes are. I'm just so tempted to be like, I want some buffalo sauce. Like, I, I just want some buffalo. I really love the – there's a local pizza joint by us that does a pizza bread, and it's it's like a combination of breadstick and pizza. So good. So it's like a calzone. No, 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 but it's – it it looks like a – almost like a, a cheese stick or, or, or of, of some <laughs> – So it's a Bosco <laughs> stick. No, no, no. I'm, I'm doing a bad Bo- job Bosco, explaining this. Bosco sticks were the best. Yeah, and I was actually there's a place in it, Kilroy's. They have the best Bosco sticks, yes. even though Kilroy's they call them has a Bosco stick. It's, yes. it's 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 something different though, but it's their signature item. Yeah, they don't so call good. them Bosco sticks. They're so I, I mean they are they're, they're the best. But the the pizza bread that I get it's uh it's almost like if you would go to like Beer Nose and they have their like uh it almost looks like it's cut up like a pizza it just doesn't have the sauce on it that kind of cheese stick mm-hmm. except they put toppings on this Ooh. and it's a little bit uh got a crunchier kind of crust it's Delish. almost like they put it in like a bread thing oh man i just love apps that's Whoa. that's my that's my old man thing is i just want to eat all of the appetizers i don't want regular meals anymore so kilroy's has switched up the breadstick game now they're putting crazy stuff inside of them like uh they've pepperonis? got a chicken alfredo breadstick of the month huh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So I feel like Pizza Hut's, and I know we're, we're jumping all over. I feel like Pizza Hut's new business model is like, let's yeah. just get as crazy as we yeah. can get. It's a, when, mean, are, when are people going to just call us out on well, doing something stupid? Well, it's the talk. I mean, they're owned by Yum, Taco Bell. That's what they do. They're That's just true. like, we've got to, we yeah. have all these ingredients. Let's just do something weird with them. Yeah. Since, since you all brought it up, Pizza Hut's boneless wings. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> why we're just giving shout outs to yeah. random businesses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great time to advertise with KRC, yeah. by the way. We'll talk about especially if you're a food place. We oh. will we will talk at links in about how great your food is. No Bo- matter how hungry it makes us. Boomba's and this wouldn't be for you, Justin, cover your ears, but Boomba's spiciest sauce for their wings. I think their wings are just okay. But they're I forget what it's called. It's called like Boom Bang or something like that. I don't know. I forget what it's it, it, it passes the Walker spice. It is so good. It is like one of my favorite flavorful sauce wings. And again, the wing quality itself is just fine. It's not amazing. It's not terrible. It's just in that middle ground that like ninety five percent of wings are in. But the sauce is so good. And I've 
sometimes we accidentally got them for a boneless wing, so it's basically just like chicken nuggets covered in the sauce, and it was, ah, oh, if you're a spicy fan, you got to give it a go. I'm assuming there's one of those over in Kentucky. Boom boss? Yeah. I feel like there's a boom boss on okay. every other corner. I, I didn't assume you would come over here for it. <laughs> there's a ton. There used to actually be more. Yeah. Uh, there's When I lived in St. Matthews, there was about eight pizza places in about a three-block radius. Mm. And, and there's no longer eight, but there's still, I think, like four of them. Um, nah, just while we're giving businesses. Yeah. If you want to give your business a random shout-out, Thornton Sex Line, 502 414 Planning to go to the NFL Combine first week of March? And I know a lot. Of, is that an in Indy? Yeah, up in Indy, and I know a lot of folks like, "Ooh, St. Elmo shrimp cocktail." I'm more excited for Kilroy's Breadsticks because they've got. How one can up you there. get ups- excited for shrimp cocktail? You never had it. it? Isn't there's, it all the same? No, have you ever had theirs? I, no, I've it's, never it's, had it. It's like a horseradish spot. Like their sauce is spicier than normal, and the shrimp are very large. Okay, and you just feel fancy when you're up there. Like it's a nice place. Yeah. I just go to the bar, get a shrimp cocktail. Have a drink. Feel fancy for a little bit. Hmm. Let's head to a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. See if there's any food here. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. It's my Walker and Roush. You killed my father. Prepare to die. We can talk all the food places in the world, but at the end of the day, it doesn't beat Salsaritas. You can't beat Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. They are delicious. It's good. It's cheap. Download the app. You're going to save yourself some money. Probably shouldn't use the word cheap. The prices are low. Great value. The food quality is of the highest. Of the uh, of, of the highest of prestige. The utmost. Mm-hmm. It's just that good. Yes, it's very good. We love salsaritas. Uh, by the way, National Tortilla Chip Day is coming. What? If you have a salsaritas Basically app, salsaritas day. When that day comes. Salsarita is going to give you free chips and salsa. Oh, no yeah. purchase necessary. You just walk in and say, I'm here for my free chips and salsa. I've got my app. So they will alert you too when that day comes, as long as you have the app. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Let's get into this text line, I say. Let's do it. First text, 502-414-1450. We do give up a shot at the rim from a blob set every game. It's definitely something that shows up on the tape. A blob set? Have yeah, you ever heard of a blob, a blob set? set? I think I know what they're – I'm I'm not familiar, but I think it is just Sounds where you like kind of do basketball two screens here. and then you have the guy run towards the rim for an easy dunk or layup. You screen the screener. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe something – they should look into. Here, let me. I got a YouTube video of a blob set. Let's see if it's oh. what I'm thinking. This reminds me of uh, my son's favorite book, The Pout Pout Fish. He goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> there it 
heard it so many times. I will yesterday. say he was just going blah 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 blah. One of the many great things of being a parent is reading story time books are pretty entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. man, there are some that if I'm in, okay, it doesn't always have to be at the rim, the blob set, mm-hmm. or actually, this is a series of plays. Anyway, sorry, not good radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some that really just get me in stitches. They're yeah. hilarious. And I'm just like, people, there's some that I read and I'm like, this, I cannot believe somebody got paid to write this book mm-hmm. or this book was published. Dude, and either there's other that I'm like, this needs to be everywhere. Everybody <laughs> needs to read it. <laughs> this yeah. is the greatest thing in the history of literature. Do either of you all have the Go the Blank to Sleep book? No. No. Okay. No. That's a good one. You all should check out. And then, especially when your kids are really young because they don't understand what you're saying, and you can just be real aggressive with it. Go the the sleep. Yeah, uh, Duke would understand that. Yeah, he's, he's repeating everything now. Um, I will you, say it'd be nice if we got it. Like we're in one where I've read the same. I can almost recite it. I've read it so much. Well, I was thinking that too because we actually just went to the bookstore to buy more. And first off, not super cheap. What if we did a, a little kids book exchange? Oh, you like know, old like tradesies? I'll bring in 20 of mine, you bring in 20 of yours, and then for the next month, boom, we got new books to read to the That's kids. not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. So uh, have you read Sheep in a Jeep? Oh, I bet that one's good. <laughs> that hilarious. sounds That, that one sounds is great. just absolutely yeah. hilarious that somebody, like credit to Nancy E. Shaw for getting paid. You, you could probably Google Jeep and a Sheep, and it only would take like 10 seconds to read. Uh, credit to her for the hustle. So everything just rhymes with Jeep or Sheep, and it's like it's great. six pages. A little blue truck. It, a lot of things rhyme with truck. A Sheep and you a know? Jeep read-along on YouTube is only two minutes and 14 seconds. Do, do, do we play it? <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, do we play it? <laughs> kind of want to hear now. There's another really good one. I wish I don't think my wife's probably listening, but uh, gosh. There's, there were two that I just couldn't get through because I just well, I was in the mood where it just hit me. I had, get, the, I had the, the laughs. Giggles, I had yeah. the giggles. Yeah. I will say the the rhyming books definitely much better than the non rhyming for the most oh, part. Oh gosh, yeah. I, we bought one called like My First Snow Day or something, and it was almost like uh, slam poetry or something. It was the worst. I was like, <laughs> what what child would want to well, read this terrible book? Do you remember the uh, corduroy? That book was around when we were kids. No, I'm not familiar. If you see the the corduroy bear, you'll be like, oh, I remember that one. It is very, uh, I don't want to say unremarkable, but you're like reading it and you're like, they couldn't have even tried to like rhyme some of this just to make it, <laughs> little, just church it up a little. It's just like, oh, the bear doesn't have a button. And like he said, oh, come on. Read one last night called a haunted house. That was a, that was a good, that was a cute one. Yeah. We, the one thing that's nice, we're only like a block and a half from the library. So I think we're going to start checking out some books to, you know, keep, keep things fresh. That's good. That's a great, that's a great idea. We, we went the other day and Duke immediately pooped and it was just a disaster. So uh, next time, next time. My buddy also wanted to remind me, and it's a good point, McDonald's has stepped into like the wacky menu items oh, as well. Oh, they're horrible. Just throwing stuff together. Awful. When but like, it's, it's like not we, we, on the menu, but here, just ask for it. They don't even make it for you, though. They just give you all the ingredients, and you have to make it. Are you serious? Yeah, dead Why serious. Did that? Dead serious. They will not make any of those items for you. You have to put them all together. So, like, you have to put the chicken nuggets on your sandwich. Correct. You know? 
And you you factually know this to be true. I have not experienced it, but from everything I read online, yeah, they are not putting it together for you. They just give you the ingredients. I also don't care to eat a burger and a McChicken and a fish. At yeah, that time. sounds horrible. Like, what are we doing? I, I just, I'm good. Just, again, you just got, I mean, got to try stuff. They also gave, had made mozzarella sticks that would give everybody really, really bad gas. <laughs> Trust me. Texter 502-414-1450. Sharp has a ceiling of number two in the 23 draft. Victor Wimbiyama, I think he's the French guy, and I'm certainly butchered his name, will almost certainly be number one. I think he's like seven foot two or three or something. Uh, if Sharp is projected top five, I think Cal, Cal tells him to go this year. If it's seven to ten, I think there's definitely a benefit to coming back. I think four to five is probably his ceiling in this year's draft. I just... I appreciate your insight, and you could be totally right about Wimbiyama. Wimbiyama. And I am familiar with him, obviously not familiar with his last name, but this is crazy talk. We're we're talking about, well, if he's top five or top six, he may come back, or he's got to go, but if it's the back half of the – if he's a lottery pick, he's gone. I'm not – you know, we can do this every day. It's not going to change my excitement for this season. I think that ultimately all this is just a waste of time, and I'm not blaming you, Texter, because mm-hmm. you, you brought some good, insightful points to this. But until Sharp says, I'm not going to the draft, I'm coming back, and it's either May or June, hell, I'll even settle for April. Then I'll, I'll start to get excited. But I have no expectations of him ever playing in a U.K. uniform, and I'm not going to get triggered about it because why should I? I don't know what next year's roster looks like. I know this year's roster does look like, and it's a really good team, and we've got a month and a half left of what should be a lot of fun. But I'll start to panic when it's August, and I'm worried about who's going to score for Kentucky if 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 that comes to if that happens. For what it's worth, Victor Wimbanyama is the French version of Chet Holmgren. Same player. They look the exact same. They're both skinny as all get out. Got a weird looking face. Well, I don't uh, think Chet's going number one this year. Nope. I think you'd be kind of crazy to take Chet over either Paulo or Jabari from what we've seen. And I don't know, you know, people like Chet, is he ever going to put on, well, like, what, what's he going to look like when he's 27 right. years old? Same exact. Like, way. he's not going to be, he, yeah. he will be, like, Scal put on weight and muscle, and he looked good, but he's still. Skinny for the most part. Yeah, yeah. still with somebody that just got pushed around in the NBA. I mean, everybody always talked about that with Kevin Durant, about him putting on weight. He still looks the exact same as when he entered the league. Yep, skinny people are going to be skinny people. Hmm. Kind of how it works. Texter, uh, Dave, Louisville ND, minus six and a half. Unreal bad beat. Yeah. I had it at seven, so I still would have – I just needed a bucket. But the missed free throws, that's gambling. I thought for like, I've I've been so close to some big paydays. So close, and no it, what what do you have? What do you get for it? Nothing. Well, I bet the bets individually, but I was pretty heavy on Notre Dame. I felt pretty good about that one yesterday, so that stunk. Mm. Going to have to chase by betting Texas Tech in Tennessee. Oh, I love a good chase when you just can't get anything. <laughs> you know when you're. <laughs> And I think you would have won both those. Well, I don't know what happened with Texas Tech. But uh, something definitely did. Hey. Is Texas Tech a team that would worry you in March? 
If you're anything like me, this is the time of the year where anytime you're watching a college basketball game, could this team beat Kentucky? How would they match up with Oscar? What would what would Tata be able to do against these guards? Anytime I'm watching a college basketball game, that's where my brain goes. Shout out to Bellerman for the win last night, by the way, too. Um, Texas Tech, one of those teams for you? I, I admittedly have not watched. Like, I, I, I plan on watching that Texas Tech-Texas game. Oh, it was Texas a 9 Tech o'clock tip-off, and I fell asleep. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen enough to know whether or not they're they're one I'd worry about. Yeah, they got beat by 15 at Oklahoma. Big 12 pretty wacky this year. Always entertaining. Ohio State lost to Rutgers, and then Tennessee took care of business. So hopefully you got the you chased on Tennessee and you got that because they covered too. So boom, rooting for you, Texter. Uh, Bengals lose on a McPherson missed field goal as time expires. Not a chance. That kid's ice cold. God, I would hate. I, I, gosh, she's a Gator, and I just want to hate Florida players, especially kickers, because I don't think Florida's missed a kick against Kentucky in a long time. Although I'm sure it's probably more recent, and I'm just not remembering it. But it seems like they always make field goals against UK. But I like him. I like his moxie. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, he does have a good cut of his jib. Well, it's and the whole story cut. from the divisional round where he had the game-winning field goal and he was telling his teammates before he went in, oh, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you want. It is. And that's why you like the cut of one's jib. Isn't a jib like on a boat? I think it's a because in Wedding jig. Crasher, he tells him to swing the jib. Oh, is it? I think it's, yeah. And a jig you, is a dance. And you tell people you like the cut of their jibs. Oh. It's a good-looking jib you got there on your boat. Is that right? I think so. <laughs> and then he is mistaken on the sailing because he did all his sailing in Australia and everything's the other way. Exactly. And then he brings up the toilet thing. <laughs> oh. Texter, John here. Hey, John. Good morning to you, pal. He says, good morning to all. Thursday, not so fun day. But hey, we can make any day fun with a start of Thornton's Coffee and then lunch at Salsaritas for their wildly addictive chips and salsa and so much more. Thanks, KRC crew, for making my Thursday a fun day again. Question, if or when baseball starts this season, will you guys place bets on the games or no? We'll got to go talk to you later. Never place a, uh, never have, never will place a bet on a baseball game. I love betting Absolutely. baseball. Absolutely. I'll be betting on baseball, John, here and there. Not every day. But if you go to a game, you definitely have to put money on it. That's just first and foremost. That's just good sense. Uh, you can't go to a baseball game and not have a little coin. But, yeah, I will. Uh, UK Baseball Media Day, Roush, was about two days ago. Yeah. They're going to play baseball Nick this Nick Mingione says he feels pressure not only to win, but to make a run. So expectations. And when asked if, you know, kind of hinted at, are you still the man for this job? He said, I was SEC and National Coach of the Year in 2017. I'm a better coach now than I was then. Are you? We'll see. I just want to I, – I like – he seems like a great guy. Seems like he always knows to say the right things. Just I just want – Kentucky baseball to be good. I don't care if you have a complete jerk that's running the show. I just want Kentucky baseball to be better than Louisville. Not afraid to admit that, because if you're better than Louisville, it means you're a national contender. Of course, Louisville missed the tournament last year, and Dan McDonald can't win the big one. Nope, can't win the big one. But just be, just win. Just win, UK baseball. Just win, baby. And I feel like it's not going to be a good year, and Mitch Barnhart completely wasted a year but I would gladly eat crow if uh, presented to me. Would be nice. Uh, TJ, do you know what happened 25 years ago today? Well, 
No. It was very important. It was a some would say a life changing moment. I probably the, went to kindergarten in our uh, video game loves. Mm. Madden came out. No, what? Mario Kart sixty four. In sixty four, Mario Kart came out twenty five wow. years ago today. And I'm the most dominant player <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, good one. That's that's great. Happy birthday to you, do Mario you, Kart. Do you jump the walls at Wario Stadium? Yeah, of course you jump the walls at Wario Stadium. Oh no, you're a non-jumper. Well, we don't. We're not even speaking the same language, unfortunately. <laughs> if you're a non-jumper at Wario, I had a friend that just couldn't do it, so he'd play it straight and then just hope to like have somebody collapse and not be able to get it. Well, and the, just he bank on coming in third, so and getting the, his one point and getting on with his. The life. thing was, is that like, of course, on Koopa Trooper Beach, you always try to jump through the tunnel. But in our house, nobody ever went through the jumps on Wario Stadium, so I never figured out the per- like the right spot for it, so I didn't practice it enough. If I knew the right spot, I'd be able to figure it out pretty quickly, but... Yeah, we're not on the... We're, we're different. We're okay. different levels, different worlds of Mario Kart. Uh, Michael says, TJ, we literally blocked a Florida field goal and ran it back for a touchdown this year. That wasn't a missed field goal kick. It, that was I mean, a blocked field goal. It technically goal counts Huge. as a missed field goal. Though. Yeah, it shouldn't. I get that. Right, but right. No. I get what you're I understand what you're saying. That though. kick would have been right down the pipe if not for the block. Who who got the piece of it? Uh Pascal blocked it. Yes, and then right. Trevin Wallace uh I knew Wallace took it to the house. Man. Yeah. Ah, that was a good time. As I watched <sighs> on my couch. Second Florida. Missed the Florida and LSU game, but the one I got to go to, luckily, was the Tennessee one. So that was good. Maybe, maybe you should stay away from these NCAA tournament games. I, knock on wood, I've got a pretty good record of watching UK in the NCAA tournament. I believe I've only seen one in-person NCAA tournament loss. Texas? In Austin? In Austin against Michigan State. I'm saying that. I'm trying to rack my brain around the other ones. No. I Well, I, no. Okay. Saw the Elite Eight loss to West Virginia in 2010 in person. Oh, oh. 11, I wasn't there. 12, they won it all. 13, I was not at Robert Morris for that game. Oh, you were? 14, I wasn't in Dallas. 15, I wasn't in Indy. 16, I was, thank goodness, not in Des Moines. 17, I wasn't in Memphis. 18, I wasn't in Atlanta. 19, I wasn't in Kansas City. 20, we don't talk about 20. Nope. 21, we don't talk about 21. Nope. So, yeah, only two in my life. It's not a bad jinx of cat. No, it's not too bad at all. Uh, 502-414-1450. Morning, fellas. I'm going on a date for the first time in a while and was wondering if I could get some expert first date tips oh. from Scooter Dingus himself. That's, yeah. All right, here we go. Um, one, be yourself. Two, get as drunk as possible. <laughs> Um, That's th- actually a good point. Three, I, I totally agree with two. Three, maybe uh, not as possible, but you definitely gotta you gotta get a buzz. You, you gotta get a more than a buzz. Absolutely. And when the bill comes to your table and it's one hundred and fifty dollars, complain about it. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's my that's my secret. <laughs> Complain about the bill. That's uh, that that's another that's, one. Justin told me off the air is number four is you need and this is going to be a little crass for our mature listening audience. You need to break wind silently. Yes. Let it be a stinky one. Yeah. SPD. They they need to know. And you and just to set the power dynamics, you need to say that you, you 
break win. <laughs> you put the fault on them. And then it allows you to see how they react to a problem situation, yeah. how they're critical thinking. It, you'll learn so much about your date if you just do those four simple tricks. Yep. Confirmed. Be yourself. Get drunk. Complain if the bill is too high and lay down a silent fart. Right? And, but don't forget, you got to, I guess, number five, blame it on her or him. I mean, I can't think of a better outcome for a date. Yeah. These things also do apply to girls going on their first dates. Ooh, I think that's definitely a power move if you're a girl and you break wind and you blame it on the guy. You have to blame it on the guy. Oh, my. Could you imagine? That actually would be your girl. You break a little win, blame it on the guy. Does the guy just own up to it? Because then you could really know what kind of guy you're dealing with. Like I if, mean, he, if it's a submissive guy, yeah, probably. Because if the guy's like just BJ, maybe like looking, BJ would be like, "Sorry." Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 like he Gosh. just haven't watched this week's yet. I haven't didn't either. Wa- didn't I watch last night's South Park either. So um, and uh, so oh, the, catching up, very pretty funny, wild show. Yeah, because then if like the guy lies because he's just trying to maybe get with you, and he's like, "Fine, all right, yeah, it was me. I'm sorry." Then you know that you're you're having a first date with a liar. Somebody that will lie directly to your face. <laughs> but on the flip side, is that is that a little bit of chivalry? Who's to say? Good luck with your date. Let us know how it goes. Blob is baseline out of bounds. Oh, makes sense. So it's blue. Oh. <laughs> Not blob, blue. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Morning, fellas. Downtown Danny Dutchin over here in Beagletown. Best McDonald's hack I learned about 10 years ago was getting two McDoubles with Mac sauce, and it was a $2 Big Mac. I don't think you can get by with it anymore. You cannot. Big Mac or uh, McDoubles are now like $1.49, and they charge you 30 cents for the Mac sauce. Was that still cheaper than a McDouble? It's. There was something, too, about when they went from double cheeseburger to McDouble, that extra piece of cheese really made a difference. Or a Big Mac or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if you all know this, but I've never had a fast food burger before. Oh. Yeah. So that's something. Did you, did you know James Harden's already demanding a trade to Philadelphia? Oh, good. Yeah. It's great. Good for him. Is it weird that Ben Simmons actually might be good for the Nets? Is that a weird take to have? Is that, yes. Yeah. Why? Is- because he doesn't need a score. He'll just pass it to KD. Right? Or Kyrie, if you don't need, if you don't need him to score, you have other guys. That could oh, work. Had somebody text me and say McPherson had a kick against Kentucky at Florida that went right over the upright, and they called it no good. And oh, Kentucky won. That was yeah, that was the I eighteen game. Did not they got know that so was McPherson, and I thought they called it good. But now no. that I'm reading that, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, Gosh that was that was a great time. They say McPherson was Mullen's best recruit. LOL. <laughs> oh. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to suggest this book title to our, re- our listening audience. <laughs> this can't be real, right? <laughs> no, I bet it is real, where it's just like a bunch of euphemisms. I bet it is, too. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and read it. Read the book, Brenda's Beaver Needs a Barber. It's also on YouTube. I'm, I'm sure it's just a euphemism, like, yeah. let's just throw... I bet, that, bet that's a good time. Yeah. Oh, John here again. Oh, hey, John. I did a review on the land, sea, and air menu hack item at McDonald's, and it actually was not that bad, but I agree. I don't like the fact that I have to put it together myself. Got to go talk to you later. I I wonder what their logic is for having to make people put it together themselves. Because they don't want to add more work. 
that's that's adding more work on oh, for them. I see. So like, yeah, we'll let you. Well, okay, that makes sense. It's saving themselves some time. Lazy, if you will. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they, they wouldn't do that at Chick Fil A. Oh no, they'd put it together. You know, if you order like, and I bet you can do this with McDonald's app and whatever, but the Chick Fil A app, it's no Salsaritas app. I'll tell you that much. But when you do online ordering, you can do you can make all sorts of custom crazy things. I've gotten chicken sandwiches with pepper jack on them, and like they have pepper jack cheese. Yeah, yeah but my only issue is they don't melt the pepper jack cheese. Like, what are you it's doing? Just like a like if you're gonna do a grilled chicken sandwich with pepper jack cheese, I don't want a cold piece of pepper jack on my hot chicken sandwich. Man, I went there last night after my game that I had nine thirteen closed. <sighs> uh-huh. So disheartening. Hmm. Stuff. Damn COVID. Texter says, when will the NCAA reveal the top 16 seeds, or do they stop doing that? Next Saturday. They announced that yesterday. The 19th, February 19th. It'll be uh, the pregame show for the UK-Alabama game. It's at uh, Rupp Arena. Yeah, back-to-back Saturdays at Rupp Arena, Florida, and Alabama. I would expect good atmospheres, two teams that Kentucky should beat, but again, they're going to shoot 1,000 threes. Love the 4 p.m. tip-off next Saturday. Or yeah, this Saturday, excuse me. Yeah, it's for this Saturday. Yeah, because like you get what's you, it the following? You get Saturday. to have like an afternoon activity. Uh, the next Saturday, it's at one. It'll be right after that twelve thirty broadcast on CBS. So, okay, so two early games in a row. Sweet. Love the. I just I really like four. Because then, as soon as the game's over with, you eat dinner and you can have. If you want to have plans at night, you can. So, man, best I, have, of both worlds. I have a broadcast on Saturday. They got moved up from seven thirty to four thirty. So I feel you. That's amazing. Well, now you don't get to watch the cats. I'll watch it when I get home. Jesus I'll get home at like 7.30. Be great. Who do the Hoosiers have this weekend? Who cares? Wow. We broke them. We did. We really broke them. Uh, texter 502-414-1450. TJ, we literally blocked the field goal. Yeah, I mean, I should have mentioned that. Wasn't the Bengals kicker the Florida kicker who missed a short field goal against UK in 18? If I remember correctly, he kicked the ball directly over the upright. Boom. Corrections. Corrected. You, they, well, like I said, I'm said I sure I'm sure I'm missing some, but there's you got to have a good narrative, and you can't really back off it with facts. Oh man, we uh, you know who's on the hot seat? Our animals. We started the show with animal talk. We're gonna end it with animal talk because Davion Mintz's French bulldog ghost is signing a nil deal. Oh my the God. Richmond Road Veterinarian Clinic. Why would you just not go to UK to play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a Frenchie that's his emotional support dog. First animal to get a nil deal. So good. That's awesome. That's very exciting. <laughs> that is that is pretty cool. All right, everybody, have a great Thursday. We will be back tomorrow, seven a.m. We'll preview the Cats and the Gators. Remember that used to be the marquee game in the SEC? Ah, once upon a time. Mm. Suck it, Mike White. Way to go, Mike White. All right, we'll be we'll see you then. Everybody have a good day. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin.